Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bird's Eye View, where we connect the past to the present in order to understand what makes the Black community unique. I am your host, Trin the Bird of Bird Owl Consulting, and this is going to be a bonus episode. I wanted to get more into black hair and more of that discussion because we didn't get to finish up the discussion from last time. But I end up having another conversation with my sister, Olivia. But then also, I wanted to introduce you guys to another uh, family member of mine, my Aunt Sandy. My Aunt Sandy, she used to do our hair all the time, so she would always um, braid our hair and things like that. So just wanting to get um, her input about um, black hair and her thoughts of working in the banking industry. So here we have another interview with my sister and with my aunt. So enjoy. I wanted to continue our conversation from the other day about black hair and I had mentioned something about the natural hair movement. So I feel like now we're we're in this natural hair movement where everybody should go natural. Everybody's more and more black women going natural. Um, why do you why do you think that is? Is it because of that movie Good Hair? Like, do you think that that was a big a big proponent of it? I definitely think it was um, part of the movement. Cause that, movie, that, that movie came out, I remember, in 2010. I think that was my junior year it came out. But I don't think I watched it until my senior year when I graduated in 2011. And that was also when, I think that's honestly when things really started picking up. Or it could have just been picking up because I felt like it was because that's when I actually started being black people was when I was at college. Um, but yeah, I think that was a big part of it. And then I think certain, like very specific hair companies, like black hair product companies started creating stuff for natural hair. Mm-hmm. And I think that even gave like further affirmation in a way. And then yep. then it became like a circle of like, oh yeah, black women want to express their hair naturally. Like we need to make products for them. So now we have all kinds of products out in the market. But in those first few years, it was literally like one or two product lines. Oh yeah, because I remember um, I I was walking like in Walmart one day and I happened to really just notice like, because you know, they have like the ethnic section. Mm -hmm. I just happened to really notice that it was a lot bigger. And I was like, where I said, when did it get so big? And yeah. now, now if you go to Walmart or Target, then you'll see like it's like a whole shelf, like the whole. I shelf. honestly think Target has much better representation in terms of yeah. black people. Yeah, but, really- but Walmart has been getting bigger too. But it used to be where it used to be this yeah. tiny little section that was like ethnic hair. What I find interesting, you're looking at hair care for ethnic, as they call it. Um, you have you can judge the amount of people of color right. in that population by just going to a Walmart and looking for that. If it's a big section, then you have a lot of black people. That's probably right. what you see a lot in your Walmart. Yeah, and it like- was actually the Walmart in, um, the first time I noticed this was actually the Walmart in Laurel. And when I went in, it, it was such a big section, but I think, I think you, I think you're right about that because. Oh yeah. Girl, but I if think- you go, if you go to a Walmart, <laughs> like if you go to a Walmart, like in our, in our hometown, you're going to hardly see anything. Yeah, and when I've been at different like Walmart's all over the place now. Here in Tennessee, I don't know. In Memphis, there's such a large disparity of um, economic status, and most Black people here are below the poverty line, so it's a little different. And Walmart is just so in the outskirts of town. Like, there's one across the river in West Memphis, which is a city in Arkansas, and then mm-hmm. there's one like it's a Target mostly. But like even when I was living in North Carolina. Um, Target just had better options. Yeah. Because black companies specifically were starting to work with Target more. It's like Carol's daughter, I know, is one that, like, mm-hmm. they, um, I forget, like, I think it was a woman who found it or a man. I can't remember. I think it was um, a woman, yeah. And then there's another one. Um, what's that name of that brand? Shane Moisture, maybe? I forget. I think, yeah, Shane Moisture. But, but, like, a lot of them, like, I don't know what it, I think also just how Target just runs their business. Like, they are, have been more open to black hair care than Walmart has. Just because I can't go, I can't go to Walmart even in a black area and find the array of natural hair care products that I can find at Target. So I just kind of give up on Walmart just because it's just like so out of my way now. <laughs> well, no, well, one thing about um, Target that I do know is that Target also they are um, a lot about having black businesses 
like on their shelves. Like um, just recently, I saw an article about this teenage black girl who struck a deal with Target to have her her products on Target shelves. I have to I have to find that um, find that yeah. article. Yeah, that's my point exactly. Like Target is just doing better for black stuff. So well, one one thing I always say is that history always always repeats itself because now we're in this natural hair movement which i think kind of like really kick-started with the movie good hair and with companies having with us being able to have more um more say in what we're doing with our hair and more products being sold out there but back before even now like with the civil rights movement back in the 70s and in the 60s and 70s you had also another rise of the of natural hair movement because it was all about you know the black power movement you know black pride you had a lot of uh, popular icons like Angela Davis and, and Jimi Hendrix and Diana Rouse who was like really like showcasing their afros big and big hairstyles um so that was kind of that was another point in time where you had this big natural hair movement so then you go from there into kind of going back into getting perms and wanting to have that professional well, I guess like European style look um yeah I mean and, even with the natural hair movement now that's why a lot of people at first were like oh like it's a political statement for you to wear your hair natural as a black woman and I'm just like no, it's not, but I think it comes from the Black Panther era and Civil Rights era where people saw them as being political by wearing Right. So they're like, they were just existing and the fact that like how my hair naturally grows out of my head right. has so many connotations to it that I don't always mean to have. It's very it's frustrating a lot of times, honestly. <laughs> yeah, one one thing that I did like um I saw on Instagram, I followed this on um, ABC news anchor named Janai Norman. And she actually did a thing because she would always wear her hair um, straight. And then she did a, a, a campaign where she did a hashtag, hashtag free the curls. And mm -hmm. so you, so she started wearing her her hair curly and natural. And I thought that was really cool because she used her, she used her basically a national platform to let um, black women know that, hey, I can still wear my hair curly. I can wear my natural hair and still be professional and still be, because if you notice, on like especially on news stations when you have black people on the news like especially black women they have like they either get like wigs or they um get like um what do you call it? like like a weave-in is everything but wearing their natural hair and it's like there's this stigma like in the journalism world that in order for you to be professional you have to have straight hair yeah and I don't know who that's pushed by, if it's pushed by white men or just black women themselves. I don't know. Like that that would be that would be interesting whether that is something that they decide to do on their own because they know that that's maybe the best way they can get ahead, like move up the ranks in their profession. Um but I, you'd have to yeah, I think it'd be interesting if you're ever able to talk to someone who's on news like that and the black woman and see what they're Yeah. That that would be a really good conversation because I mean, now that I think about it, more often than not, you see a lot of the black women that you see that are news anchors or on the on the on in, in that in that field, they're always wearing straight hair, and it's like, well, what, well, why? Um, another thing that um, I wanted to point out and get your opinion on was this notion of black when it comes to black women and our health. There was actually I forgot her name, but there was a woman that actually did her dissertation on the effects of our of of our health because of our hair you have women because we were getting the relaxer we didn't want to go work out mm -hmm. so literally our, our hair is was was killing us because we would not work out that and diet honestly i mean yeah. like you know i've been on a fitness journey this past year and just doing oh that's been a lot but i will say our hair and when it comes to exercise is harder to deal with than non-black people again another frustrating point um because even let's say if i'm wearing my hair out for the day and then i have to go to the gym that i go to and these are like hardcore workouts these ain't just workouts you can zone out in it's like no you're right the max and these are workouts that are actually harder than when I did like rugby and basketball and all that in, in school, just to kind of put it into context. So like somehow at the end of the workday, I had to finagle my hair into a bun 
but like you know black hair is easy to manipulate whenever whenever it's like wet mm-hmm. or at least moist, like it's very moisturized like but at the end of the day my hair is like not that so that was always interesting but i think in terms of like black women i honestly i feel like that's a cop out I, like if you're trying to be healthy because like, i know some people had a lot of um issues with like oh if you're if you're not being, you're not getting relaxed anymore because you want to be healthy then look at your diet like look at your exercise that is a, a valid point in my opinion like i think when people want to be unhealthy they make excuses for that and i think for a black woman a very very easy excuse is our hair so i'm just like like you know if, so there's that i think that's part of it um, i'll tell you i'll tell you what i usually do and i'm and i'm about to do this actually this weekend so I I went and I had my workout this morning, but for church tomorrow, I want to, I'm going to take out my crochet and I'm going to wash my hair and I'm going to, I'm going to straighten it just to see how long it is. Plus I just want to wear it straight for church tomorrow. Um, but usually what I do is because I know, I know that if I want to wear my hair straight, like if I want to straighten it, then I can't work out. Like if I because usually with my hair my hair will last longer if i don't work out so what i do is okay so tomorrow for church um i'm not going to go work out in the morning because i want to wear my hair straight but then come monday i know that when i go work out then i need to do something different with my hair so i might i might uh wash my hair and do a wash and go because i can't after my workout my hair it it shrivels up so it won't look the same as if i didn't go work out so my question is why do you still wear your hair straight when it's um, like I don't I don't wear it I mean I don't wear I haven't worn it straight and I don't know how long like this will be the first time I'm, I'm even flat ironing it in maybe in months because I don't I don't put a lot of I don't put heat to my hair anymore when I wash my hair I I wash it and I do a wash and go and I let it be curly like I, I don't wear it straight anymore I just want to I just want to wear it straight because I want to see how long it's gotten um, and, and, and usually I do that every time I, um, because the last few months, I would say maybe eight or nine months I've been doing like, I've been doing like different, like protective hairstyles, like braids, um, and crochet and things like that. So I want to flat iron it just to see how long it's gotten, because now I'm actually completely natural. So I don't have any relaxer left. So I want to see like how long my natural hair is. And then, you know, but it's like. I have that option of wearing it straight, but then if I want to wear it curly, all I gotta do is wash it and it's curly. So, I mean, it's nice to have that, be be versatile in that, but I will say my hair, when it's straight with my natural hair, it does not look the same when I had the relaxer. You, mm-hmm. you, can, you, can still tell, you can still tell that my hair is natural, but it's a lot, and you can visibly see how, um, much healthier it is and it's thicker and it's just you could just tell how richer it is because I don't put a lot of heat to it all the time and I stop mm-hmm. getting the relaxers now that I can tell you mm-hmm. but um but yeah it's like you I kind of have to I have to kind of schedule when I want to wear my hair straight like if I want to wear my hair straight for a particular particular event then I know that that morning I can't go work out but then the next day I go back to my workouts because I can just you know go back to wear my hair curly but then when I have my crochet, this is part of the reason why I like having my protective styles is because I can work out and not have to worry about, oh, messing up my hair. Yeah. I will say when I was a kid, I forget which movie it was. There was some movie with Taraji P. Henson and um, the man she was interested in was played by Michael Ely and he was a chef. It might have been a Tyler Perry movie or maybe Think Like Me. I really don't remember which movie it was. Anyway, they both were in it. Um, and I remember like every morning she used to like get up and work out on the treadmill and then like somehow make it to work and she's like some, you know, great boss lady. And oh in my mind when I saw those movies, I was always thinking, how does she do it? Like how does she like work out and go to work magically having straight hair? Now granted this is a movie, so there's a team of people making her like look presentable like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just like, in real life, I feel like that's like not conducive. And that was before I had went natural. No, no it's nat- not. 
Yeah, there are ways you can swing it, but I'm like, I don't know if I could do that by straight hair. Cause that's too, like you're too worried about having, about do, your hair. Like, I don't want to live life worried about my freaking hair. I'm trying to enjoy it. It's like, cause one girl I follow on Instagram, she's like, she literally travels the world every single like week. Cause her family just has a lot of money. She's a black girl. And, um, she just posted on her story and I saw this morning where like she was like getting some like special massage done in some foreign country and was like I and mean, part of it involves just like I don't know something that gets your head wet I think it's like a blessing of some kind and it like the person doing it of course is not black so it didn't have any contact like don't wet a black woman's hair without her permission mm-hmm. and so she was wearing partly a slow in and then partly with her natural hair which is curly when her hair got wet it it shrunk up and it just it looked a hot mess. And then she had to run back to her hotel, her hotel. Thankfully, she had a proper flat iron and um, a converter to like make her hair look presentable again. Um, but I was just like, look, you're natural. You don't have to worry about any of that. Like for me, it's just too much stress. But like, you know, I'm just more. I think I'm more carefree when it comes to my to my hair because I have some other black. Well, a lot of my black girlfriends have. Um, a actual two have dreaded up their hair that have locked up their hair the past year which they yeah. have found very freeing as well because like it, it, it's a balance of like okay how much time do you, in worry do you want to do about your hair or like how, like do you actually live life because i was even seeing like some articles about like oh like you know if you want to make sure your, your natural hair stays detangled don't don't ride in the car with your windows down i'm just like then you're not enjoying your car ride if you want to roll your windows down roll your windows down <laughs> i will say i will say like in the summertime i don't have to because you know you know what humidity does to our hair especially you know it 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 makes it it shrivels up because of humidity it makes it you know but when we but when you're natural you don't really have to worry about that because your hair is already curly but see, when, yeah. I, when I had my relaxer, it was, it was, it would be like some parts of it would get all curly and stuff and then it wouldn't look right if I want. So in the summertime, what I would do is I would get my braids in the summertime, but, um, it, I mean, so it just kind of, it kind of hindered things. Last time I had my hair straightened, I was at Sasha's wedding. That was May, literally I remember the date, May 4th, 2000. 17 no 2018 mm-hmm. um that was the last time i had my hair straightened i do need to get up my ends trimmed again but my hair also just doesn't it's just whoever stays how this straightened. i have never had a brazilian blow i've never had a dominican blow out um all that but like my hair honestly does not hold the straight state for more than a day like it's just how it is and it's just like how i accept it i think that's part of the reason why i've just given up on like even pretending like i want to straighten it there ain't no point. It's too much hassle for for less than a day of game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I have another question for you. So, I don't know if you've seen on like social media or seen on the news and stuff how sometimes people like um, Kim Kardashian or or other people who would have braids in their hair and um, when I feel like when because people are saying, oh that, well that's cultural appropriation because they're they're being praised for those styles because when they do those styles, it's seen as trendy. It's seen as trendy, or or beautiful or beautiful but then when we or exotic but when we do it it's like seen as ugly or it's not appropriate <laughs> so ghetto like it's ghetto uh-huh. but it's like the, we're the ones that did the cornrows that was us that or they want to say it's it's a new style that's not a new style <laughs> so yeah. that whole thing about cultural appropriation is like you without understanding the background of those hairstyles you just can't go and my, do that <laughs> my white friend and i got into this conversation um the past weekend actually and she was asking me like, well, what what do you define as cultural appropriation um you know because we talked we were talking originally about music and then i was just like eh, well music you know you can be brought into so i don't really see it as cultural appropriation um because there's something that everyone can naturally partake in and i was like I think what makes it different with like hair, especially for black hairstyles, like our hair is so particular to the black people on earth. Like no other people group has hair like ours. Mm-hmm. So taking hairstyles that like are traditionally just black, no matter where you are in the world and it's black. Like we wear our hair in certain hairstyles because sometimes we have to because of the type of texture we have. Right. 
or just because it looks good and or because we, just because we can't like, we don't have to have an excuse but like if someone who's a non-black takes that especially people who consistently try to take on black identity without being black um i think that's when it starts being problematic like even there was a vogue issue where someone was wearing a do-rag with some white model and vogue was like oh like new new style and trend and people were like people like black people have been doing this for like centuries to protect our hair while we're asleep or just as a look in certain cultures like why is it now in style and trendy you know when this white european model is doing it and she's like no idea what she's doing it for so i think when it comes to cultural appropriation with black hair that's a particular thing but i mean that also goes I don't mean my friend also got into a topic about cultural appropriation with black Americans and Africans. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, it's just interesting just to think about. Yeah, because I think I think the problem that people have when it comes to black hair and doing these hairstyles is the fact that they they don't appreciate or understand the rich history behind these hairstyles. So therefore they think that they can do it just because they like the style. But then it's interesting it's interesting because if we get cornrows or get braids in our hair, of course we can wear them like a few weeks or so. But if they do it, they gotta take them out at least one or two days because their hair would get all oily and nasty and stuff because they because their hair not supposed to do that. But honestly, when I'm doing, like, when I was young getting hairstyles done, I was honestly not thinking about the history behind it. I mean, I just was just thinking I'm black and I need to get my hair done. And this is a style that works for my hair. It's, yeah. It was more simple than that. But I think the, the problem is, is when people take it and either call it a new, a new, a new trend or they take it and they call it like they try to they try to put it they try to put it off as as something that they created, like, they, like their own and stripping it from and not giving it any kind of due to the actual culture the actual people that it comes it comes from mm-hmm. so i think that is why people get upset when people when non-black people do these kind of hairstyles because you're not you're trying to make it you're trying to take it as your own and that is what that is what white people have been doing for centuries is they have gone in taken different parts of culture and, and called it their own and and have what, what, whether it came to music whether it's come to um, style of clothing whether it's come to just anything and everything like I feel like there's been so many things that that we as black people have created that has been stolen from us even when it comes down to in, inventions some of these inventions that that are given credit to white people it was a black person who actually did it. It was actually an enslaved person who actually created this invention and then they took it as their own because enslaved people didn't have that right to patent things. So that is kind of the, the issue even when we're talking about black hair and some of these, these hairstyles. I think that's what it is and that's why it is important for people to kind of understand the history behind some of these, some of these things because you can't just take off and say oh this is a new thing when in all actuality it's not new so that was just a little a uh, little bit more with my sister about kind of talking about just black hair kind of our experience and you know what we kind of think about in in society today so now I'm actually here with my aunt Sandy my aunt Sandy <laughs> is actually um my mom's older sister she's the oldest out of out of the bunch so my aunt used to do me and Olivia's hair all the time. She used to braid our hair a lot and do different things to it. So I wanted to get her on the podcast here today and just kind of ask her some questions about, you know, her journey, even with her own hair and how she sees her hair um, as part of her identity and part of working in the professional world. So Aunt Sandy, can you give me a little bit about your your background with your hair and kind of a little bit of background of what you do for a living. Okay, cool. Yes, so um, of course, I'm Trenda's Aunt Sandra uh, McDonald, um, go by Aunt Sandy. And I do work in corporate America. I've worked in corporate America for over 30 years. Um, and as far as my hair is concerned, I have what you call fine hairs. It's fine, um, 
the texture is fine. And so growing up, I had hair down to my waist. Um, and I never could wear afros. Uh, my hair was, of course, one, too long, two, too soft. I did try wearing cornrows one time back in the 70s, early 80s, maybe. More like in the 70s when I was in high school. It lasted all of one day. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand it. It's like my scalp was itching and I just, it was not me. I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't feel comfortable that my scalp was showing. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But it's true. Mm. So um, I had the texture of hair that according to what I was told by my my aunts and you know my grandmother, I had a texture of hair that really didn't need a hot comb. But over the years, in my young years, my aunties start doing my hair and they start putting a hot comb in it, which people will tell you if you have a nice, what they consider a grade of hair, which is like your natural way, the soft hair, um, you can deal manage it without even having to make it straight or put chemicals in it or, or do a hot comb. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was told that my aunt messed up the grade of my hair by putting the hot comb in it. And I think I can vouch for that a little bit. Oh, wow. But I guess, yeah, and I think she did that to make it more manageable. Because again, like I said, it was long back then. Of course, now it's very short. <laughs> well, I, I think you brought up a good point because you were, you were talking about the texture of your hair. And one thing that, you know, we hadn't really talked about was although with black women, our hair texture is different from our white counterparts, our hair can be different from each other absolutely like because you have people that say okay you have like 4c hair or whatever all the different types of, of hair and i'm just like what is what is all these different types of hair so it's like whether it's <coughs> your hair is more coarse whether your hair is mm -hmm. more fine whether your hair is more wavy because right. even with my hair it's um mom always says i have such a great good grade of hair and she always she's always fussed at me for getting relaxers and stuff but now she's happy mm -hmm. that stopped but it's like she's always said I had a good grade of hair. But with Olivia, her her grade of hair was totally different from mine. Exactly. So I, I, I think that's interesting how, you know, people, we forget that we, we how, how interesting it is that our hair is different from even just one another in our own community. Right. And I also think that comes from like you, like you're your sister. Um, you have two diff totally different texture of hair. But. Even like me and my siblings, there are four girls and we all have different textures of hair, as you can tell, and you've seen over the years. The, what I think this stems from is your DNA. I think it has to do with your family heritage, whether it's on your father's side or on your mother's side. Um, I think that plays a lot into your texture of your hair when you're born. Yeah. Yeah, because even like, if I think about like my, my dad's hair, his hair is very like soft and he has his hair is naturally wavy as well mm -hmm. so it just depends like you say like the dna now did you did you ever get did you ever get relaxers i got relaxers in my hair in my 20s when i moved to charlotte um i i started getting um some relaxers, but I didn't get them. There weren't the really strong ones because the stylist also knew my type of hair. But there were some parts of it, I think, mainly due to getting it straight, you know, hot combed over the years, straightened in my young years, um, that um, she knew what to put in my hair. And I didn't get it often. Like, you know, I think today a lot of women go six to eight weeks to get those relaxers redone and so forth. Um, I could go longer. I probably would get them maybe twice a year mm. or something like that. So it just depends on the relaxer, the stylist, someone who's really want to take care of your hair and that should just help you manage your hair and what you do with your hair. I'm, I'm a big believer in, I don't care what type of hair you have, you need to do some maintenance to it to keep it looking healthy and vibrant. Right. Now, what now? What is it that you do with your hair today? Like, how do you? What kind of things when you go to the to the the hairstylist now? Okay, so today, because my hair is short around the perimeter, 
um, it is longer on on top but it's again it's finer on top because over the years due to either health conditions and or hereditary my hair I had a little bit more thinning on top um, now whether some of that came from the perms that I was getting years ago or whether again it's hereditary um, with the thinness of my hair thank God it's, it's gotten it's thickened up it's gotten healthier since I've switched hairstylists and what she uses and that's a big part is knowing your hairstylist and what she uses that she cares about your hair right so today I keep my um I go and get my um perimeter they call it a halo I get a halo relaxer and it doesn't stay on very long and that's just to keep my short pieces laying flat because as you know it's your hair goes on it's turns to you go to its natural pattern and it starts to curl or oh and gosh a bit you have gray hair sticking there somewhere <laughs> yeah gray hair is wild oh yeah <laughs> so you tame the gray hair and then of course i get my gray covered because it's not coming in the way i would like it to to be able to keep it all gray so i just come in around the temples my sideburns not enough the word to be cute mm-hmm. <laughs> so i right today i get a halo relaxer done so there's no chemicals in the top of my hair in the last gosh it's been i would say five to eight years since i've had chemicals in the top of my head just around the parameters the edge you know, the front edges the back because my hair is short to get it to lay down and lay smooth and, ma- and be able to manage it okay now with you working in in corporate america have you has there ever been some kind of like notion or topic that came up with you or any of your your black colleagues or black women colleagues of of how you're supposed to wear your hair or do you guys feel like you can kind of be free with whatever you want to do with your hair well fortunately for me i've not experienced any cultural difference in corporate america the companies i work for regarding your hairstyle i know that was talking the you know the news or in the mainstream you know media at some point but it's not every company you know have a policy or you can't wear this you can't do that or whatever i think it just depends on what your role is and what your title is but i will say this um in my company today, there is a black woman in a very high position, which is, you know, really awesome because this company is over 107 year old. And, you know, we got a lot of women at the top of this company now, even our CEO, she's a woman. And so there is this black woman that's, you know, up there and she wears her hair natural, but I will say it looks good. And that's one of my pet peeves about people who go with natural hair. They think they don't have to do anything. Oh yeah. To me, people who have natural hair, who don't understand what that means, tend to mean to seem like they're lazy. They just want, don't want to do anything to their hair, but you still have to maintain your hair. So in corporate America, I see a lot of, you know, different styles of hair, different textures of hair on black women. And I think it really comes down to who you are as a person, what's your preference, who, you know, who you, what you own, because whatever hairstyle you get, you got to own it. Right. You got to be comfortable with it. But on the other hand, based on what you just asked, could it be happening and we don't know it? You know what I mean? Is some people getting looked over because of their parents, because of their hair? I mean, I don't really, again, don't, there's not a lot of African-American men or women in leadership in my company. Fortunately, I'm one of them that is, and I knew a handful and there's some, you know, a lo- little bit more since I've been there in this particular company. But again, I don't think they look at hair mm-hmm. as, as, you know, a stigma about not being promoted and getting into those senior leadership positions. Now, it was, me and Olivia kind of touched on this because I thought it was interesting when you get into either you have corporate America, but then when you also get into the world of like journalism and mm-hmm. you have like, like black, black anchors. And there was this mm-hmm. one um, anchor, her name is uh, Janai Norman. Uh, she's an ABC news anchor. And mm-hmm. she had this whole campaign about, it was a hashtag free the curls. And I thought it was mm-hmm. very interesting because she was um, a woman, she, she's a woman that wears her sh- hair straight a lot. And mm-hmm. so she had this campaign because she had this thing where, why do I always have to wear my hair straight? 
why can't I wear my curls? So what she started doing was when she was on the air, she started wearing her hair curly. And I thought mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. And I thought that was a great way to use her national platform to let black girls know that it's okay to have your hair curly. It's okay to wear your natural hair. You can still be a professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can. But along those lines, back to my point earlier, if you're going to do that, you need to maintain it. You need to make it look good. You can't look like a scarecrow. You stuck a finger in a, an electric socket. Right. You can't, and you can't look dry. You know, that's my pet peeve. I, I, I don't like to see women with naturally curly hair, their own natural hair, and it looks like they don't do anything to it or with it. It's just look horrible. Right. But if you're going to wear it, there are so many natural products on the market today for natural hair to give you the shine, to work with your curls, to help you give it some style. I think you got to have some style and you've got to look, especially if you're in a professional environment like the reporter you were just saying, you part of your hair is your makeup. So you got to you got to do a little something extra than just have pretty natural hair, but you look plain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're in a professional environment. Right. Because I, I believe it goes with your whole image. Your whole image has got to be on point if you're going to take ownership of wearing your natural hair. Right. That's just this. You know, that's just how I feel about it. And I think you made a good point when you said that with all the, the hair products that we have available today, once upon a time, that was not the case. Absolutely. It wasn't. You had, especially um, back in the times of slavery, enslaved women would actually use lard, basically pig's yep. fat for hair grease. And so that yep, was kind exactly. of like, that's, that's what they had to use. They would use lard to, for, to, to grease their hair. But now we have, right. and even with like Madam C.J. Walker and, and all the, and the products mm-hmm. that, she, that she had, now we're in an age where there's products out there that can meet every single, no matter what kind of greater hair you have, no matter what texture you, texture you have, right. that everybody can find something for them. And I think I was, we were discussing this with mm-hmm. Olivia that I think that's part of the reason why we're back now into this natural hair movement because... Mm-hmm there was a time where we didn't have a choice or there wasn't a lot of choices out there where it was just easier just to get a relaxer. But I also think along those lines, while a lot of people are going back to their natural hair, or we'll stick with women at this point, while a lot of women are going back to their natural roots and natural hair because they damaged their hair when they were putting chemicals in too often. Right. Flat iron it, straighten it too much. Your hair was breaking off. It was thinning out. You were getting, you know, edges disappearing. You were getting sores in your head. You know, you were ruining yourself trying to maintain a straight look when some people don't get educated in how to take care of their hair. Yeah. You know, you go to the hair salon and you don't, you're not a professional. So what do you do when you get home? I'm the kind of person, I need details. I need to know, okay, so if I got this cut, how do I maintain it? Right. So if I get this color, you know, you know what, what should I not do to it? You know, do I not put a lot of heat or do I put something on as a barrier before I put heat into my hair? A lot of women don't ask those questions, but then if you're natural, you probably don't go to anyone ever. So you're not getting the proper protein treatments to your hair. You're not getting a thorough cleaning or using products. And you could be using harsh natural products as well. Right. You know, which is going to damage your beautiful natural hair. Um, and I just think, you know, that's that's the whole key is no matter what your style is, because again, as we know, there are a lot of um, interracial women with a g- mixture of hair textures um, there's something, like you just said, there's something out there for all of us now. If we want to just go with our natural hair by you know doing that and taking good care of it. Yeah, I, it, you made me think of a story when I was back in college. And I, even now when I think back to it, I was, oh gosh, I can't believe I did it to my hair. But I think it was like my, it must have been like my sophomore, junior year. And every morning when I would, when I would go work out, I would come back and I would flat iron my hair because I wanted my hair to be straight. And this is when, of course, I had my whole thing with wanting wanting to have straight and long hair or whatnot. But I mm-hmm. I noticed one day when I was combing my hair and brushing my hair, it had gotten a lot. It was it was a lot shorter than what it used to be. 
and I don't mm-hmm. know how long I was doing this and I don't know I don't think I was maybe I was doing it for like two or three weeks straight where every every single day I would go work out and come back and flatter my hair because when I sweat my hair you know my hair it shrivels up yep. but I want I wanted right. to be straight and so mm-hmm. I realized that it was a lot shorter and I was like oh my gosh let me stop so this that's when mm-hmm. I, I stopped doing that and mm-hmm. and I think that goes back to what you were saying about you know realizing the damage that we're doing to our hair and Mm -hmm. that and i will say even though now that i'm natural i will say my hair is a lot um healthier and it's it's Mm -hmm. thicker and it's longer and it's like it's i had i had hair grown in places that i was like wow i got even more hair grown in this spot right here in the back (laughs) of my head and it's like right right what is going on it's and i feel like it's because of all those years of having that relaxer and it's like Mm -hmm. and i feel like we sometimes as black women we are doing a disservice to ourselves when we're getting the relaxer because we want to have that eurocentric look or we want to be mm-hmm. seen as more professional. Mm-hmm. Or if you're someone who have the type of hair, what I call wash and wear hair. Yes. You can wash and wear your curls, but you also can wash and you can blow dry it straight. So you have the luxury of having curly hair or straight hair. That's just how your hair is. And a lot of us don't have that, that type of diverse hair um, on, on one head. Yes. <laughs> but... Um, and something else I was going to say, you said something that, oh, yes. So one of the things I feel black women don't know is that you should never sleep on a cotton pillowcase. You need to sleep on a satin or silk pillowcase because cotton pillowcases dries the hair. It pulls the hair out. So you, your hair sheds and it's just not good for your hair. Where satin pillowcases give you a little, it keeps the moisture in your hair. It protects it. Your edges and things don't get all ratty and, and, you know, it doesn't shed and thin. And a lot of people probably don't realize that's why they may have their hair falling out or thinning. It's because they're sleeping on those cotton pillowcases. Oh, yeah, because I have my, my cotton pillowcase that you gave me from Mary Kay. Just a little plug. My aunt uh, does Mary Kay. So if you ever need someone, if you want to get some Mary Kay, be sure to hit her up. Thank you. But um, Thank you. And that was a, that was a satin pillowcase, not a cotton one. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I have a satin pillowcase <laughs> and I also wear a satin, um, a satin bonnet, bonnet that I have. So everything mm-hmm. that I put on mm-hmm. my head is, is satin. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if a lot of women actually, actually know that, but it's just, it's right. just little things like that, that can make a, that can make a big difference. Right. Right. Because you think about it, if you have natural hair, natural curly hair, I just, your hair natural, whether it's curly or just natural, you, you know the difference. <laughs> so um, if you just go into bed and just land, tossing and turning throughout the night on a cotton pillowcase with just your natural hair and you get up in the morning and it feels dry and brittle, well, that's why. You just, that cotton pillowcase just absorb all the oils and, and moisturization out of your hair. Whereas if you have that natural hair, you don't tie it up at night, you can lay down on a satin or silk pillowcase and you should not have as much of that problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because um, sometimes you'll wake up and if you have a cotton pillowcase, you'll wake up and your cotton pillow pillowcase is now like soaked with the grease and the oil. Yes! All out of your head. So yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that's a little science, science experiment people can do, but it, 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 it really does make a difference just what type of mm-hmm. pillowcase you're, you're sleeping on. Now, right. um, now I know that there has been this whole notion about black women and when it comes to our hair and when it comes to us, whether it's our health in terms of working out, where you have some black women that don't want to work out because they don't want to mess up their hair. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I find that this is from them having the relaxers because right. after you sweat, it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of messes up the pattern of your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your, I, I would like to know kind of your, your thoughts about black women and hair and, and working out. <laughs> I agree. Um, I hear that a lot when I was working out and when I do work out, I look at it this way. You can fix your hair. If you're there for your health and you're getting your exercise, that's important, more important than your hair because you can really fix your hair. I do get when you sweat out your hair, it's more work you to do but I do believe now there are also additional products on the market for women black women who are working out to to where they can wrap their hair 
and it helps, you know, wick away some of the sweating and keeps the form of the hair. But again, I think it just depends on the person. If you're someone who sweat a lot anyways, and then you sweat excessive when you're working out and you really get a good workout, that's one of the challenges. And I don't know a way around it, but it should not be a detriment to your health because of your hair. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to figure out what works. And I remember when I had gotten a nice cut and I had gotten my relaxer done and I was, I knew I was working out because I was getting up early in the morning, working out with a trainer before I went to work and that kind of thing. And I asked my stylist again, I asked my stylist, I said, so what do I do to protect my hair when I'm working out? And she gave me some tips. And even she even shared her story because she was an avid, you know, physical fitness person. And she, her hair would go from natural to, you know, straight or whatever she do to it. And she would share some of her trials with it. But yeah, it didn't deter her from doing her workouts. So it's just what's important to you, what you make a priority. And then you figure out what you can do to eliminate the, the, the hard work you have to do afterwards, I think. So I will say for me, when I, now that I'm natural, I really don't care how much I sweat because my hair is going to be curly. I'm going to wear my hair curly anyway. Right. But, and then especially now, and this is part of the reason why I like getting like my braids and my crochet done because Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it at all. My hair is going to look good either way. Right. So, and it's, and it's not that much, and it's not that much work. But what I was telling Olivia was that if there's ever a time where I do want to wear my hair straight, then mm-hmm. I would just kind of plan accordingly. Okay, so I want to wear my yeah. hair straight for this function. So right. I might not work out that morning to attend that function because I want my hair. Right. But it's not like it's, it doesn't turn into me not going to the gym for two weeks straight because I want to keep my hair straight for two weeks. It doesn't turn exactly. into that. It's just for the special occasion. Absolutely. I, I agree. That's That's what you have to do. And even so, maybe... You get your hair done earlier in the week and you got your event for the weekend and you want to go to work out, then maybe you alter your workout to where it do, you, you don't do what you normally do where you sweat excessively. Right. But you still can work out and protect your hair. And I think the other thing about it, women with natural hair or black women, period, with natural chemically, you know, um, your hair, when you work out consistently, the other thing you have to deal with is smell because from the chemicals in your hair or from the products you use or just your natural sweat hair. So, you know, we don't always wash our hair every day. That's a challenge for black women. Yes. You know, we, we're not like that where our Caucasian women, Hispanic women or Latino, anyone that wear their hair is naturally straight and they can wash it anytime they want. That we can't do unless we have short natural hair or we have that wash and wear hair where we could do that and run out the door. But it, most people, um, hair is not that simple. You nope. Know? I, have and to, you, I have to schedule and mentally prepare for wash day. And that's, and that's what a lot of women, like a lot of black yeah. women who are natural and they have a yeah. lot of natural hair, they, they ha- yep. it's, it's, it's wash day. And right. like you have to schedule those things. You just can't just do it on the whim because exactly. it, it, takes, it takes, if you do it properly, Right. It, it kind of takes a bit for you to get it, it to where you want it to be. So it's not it it's not just simply as, oh, just wash my hair 30 minutes and I'm done. Right. Right. Because, like, I can't imagine Olivia. She's got a head full of hair. Oh, like yes, yes. Hair. I can't imagine when she gets ready to wash her hair and style her hair and comb through her hair and put products in her hair. Um, I know Olivia is a minimalist when it comes to her hair. Yes. But, but again, it, she's, it's still a process. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't do my own hair. When I got, when I start wearing a shortcut of the last, gosh, I don't know how long I've been short, maybe 10 years or so. When I start wearing my hair short, I, I go to the hairstylist about every two weeks, every two or three weeks, because I don't have the product and I don't have the skill to get my hair to look like a stylist does. And all that I have the time. So I sacrifice, where well, a lot of people like to go into mall shopping and, you know, every weekend or whatever, I use my, my, my perk is my hair and my nails. It's part of my image, it's who I am, and I don't do it myself. Now, if I had to, I'd figure it out. You know, I'll buy the products now. I did one time have the crochet braids in, mm-hmm. and that was so carefree and was so out of my element, but I got so many compliments on it. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it even more after I finally <laughs> washed it, you know, because when you first get it done, you don't wash it right away. Right. And when I did, it became so light and airy. My scalp felt really good. I was like, why did I not do that earlier? You know, but I was afraid that this was new to me. I don't try a lot of ethnic hairstyles because that's just not who I am and that's just not what my hair does. And I've never been in like that. I mean, it's because we're black women don't mean we're all ethnic women like the true ethnic African stuff. We don't. Right, right. Period. I mean, it, and, and it's, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up too because it's like with with me, I'm I'm very like ethnic. I'm very like ethnic centric and stuff. And you know, even with what I do with my hair, because especially with my hair, it it really goes with my with my face like having mm -hmm. the braids and doing the crochet and stuff it yep. really goes well with my face and of course i get a lot of compliments when i have right. my braids because then people be thinking that i'm from ethiopia or they want to know what <laughs> if i'm from jamaica right. and i'm like no i'm just wearing braids it's like you know but right. it's part of my it's, it's part of my image right um, and they look good on you too oh thank you <laughs> well what i wanted to get your your input on too is overall what roles do you think or how do you think our hair as black women impact impacts the black community as a whole like in terms of relationships in terms of mm -hmm. just everyday life of what um mm -hmm. what we do right right i think it plays a lot of different roles i think it plays where you look like the other person where you can fit in it shows the community where you're from but on the other hand i think it also can make someone not feel as confident in certain environments because they are thinking about how they look because they are not comfortable in that particular environment with what they look like if this if it's the, the environment they're in it doesn't look like them right you know what I'm saying and i also feel like again um you know when it comes down to health with you know your overall health um sometimes if you're not maintaining your hair your scalp um, you know, it, it affects your health because now you, you don't feel good because you don't know why because, you know, it's your, your crown, from the crown of your feet, everything has plays a part in your overall health because your health involves your emotions, your physical um, and your mental, emotional, all of that because when you go in different envir environments, the environment, I believe, plays a part in how you see yourself and what you're doing with your hair and or how you welcome or embrace your hair so i think as as a whole and as a community um you have to just be free to be who you are and and own that no matter what environment you're in and i think i just feel like sometimes though in my observation because people as we had talked earlier doesn't maintain their natural hair the way they should. I feel like they should. They just, some you can tell are totally just lazy about it. They do nothing. They get up, pull a couple of strands out and they go. Or they get up and you can see the shape of the devil laying in the bed. You, that's laziness. Yeah. I, I think natural hair causes people to be lazy and lazy spill over into your work ethics, I believe, your student habits, if you're a student, your, your relationship habits, because people perceive you a certain way by because you know what it's that split second image when you meet someone the first thing you see is their face and right. what's on that what's attached to their face their head their hair yeah so the overall image of a person you know that the first impression is that first image whether before you open your mouth so you could be well educated but if you look a hot mess or if you you know look unkept and my thing that's the word i was looking for earlier if you look like you're an unkept person with your hygiene with your appearance it affects you whether you believe it or want to believe it or accept it or not but it also affects those around you because sometimes people are embarrassed to be with someone they think oh my gosh no you didn't walk out of the house looking like that you know what i mean yeah so it has its effects in many different ways in different environments with different people in situations and circumstances so absolutely i think it does affect us all i don't care whether your hair is straight or even if you weren't a natural hair, you know? I think you brought up a good point. I wonder, I wonder if because of the, the, the people who didn't keep up their, 
their natural hair. They just got up and go or it just looks dry. It doesn't look like anything's been done to it. Do you think that's why um, white America think that or have this notion that us wearing our hair natural like that is not professional or is seen as ugly or or I think I, like I wonder if that is why they they like you have to have these laws to say that oh you can wear your hair natural mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with what you just said I do feel that because and I'm gonna tell you why I feel that as a black woman I see our people and I'm going to make an impression. I'm going to judge you based on what I see. Now that may not be you. Maybe you rushed out the house and had and had a bad night, and you just could, didn't have time to do your hair. And maybe once you got to where you're going, you looked in the mirror and you realized, oh my God, did I walk out looking like that? But then on the other hand, I see people all the time, and I'm looking like, do you not own a mirror? You know what yeah. I mean? But so so yeah, I think people. Non-African American people see us, and based on how we dress, how we carry ourselves, what our hair looks like. If we look crazy, they're gonna think we're crazy. If we look like we're unclean, they're gonna think we're in poverty. They're gonna think that we're uneducated. They're gonna think that you know we we just lazy. And of course, I think that's why a lot of African American males. In addition to maybe some females, because I think more females take a little bit better care of their overall appearance than males do, who are natural. I think that's why they don't get jobs. I think that that's that's why they don't network very well, unless it's within their own people. And that's that's something they need to address and realize, because I think you can have a natural look if we need about it. Right. And then you can hobnob with... The, the white brothers, the Latino brothers, or whatever brothers that may be, because they don't then see your hair looking crazy. They see you have a natural hair, but you got it together. Yeah, because, and this is what I tell people all the time. So there are certain stereotypes out there about black people, and there were certain stereotypes about the enslaved people. And I always tell people, and it, and it kind of, it hurts me and it gets on my nerves when I see black people who 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 give into those stereotypes who and I'm just like you it's like there's a reason why and it's like we're trying to fight these stereotypes and trying to fight the way that we're seen mm-hmm. but it doesn't help when our black counterpart right right sitting next to us is 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 like their hair is is just looking a hot mess or mm-hmm. they're not carrying themselves in a certain way then yeah. yeah then yeah I can I can understand why you know white people think that overall we are who, who we who, who we who we are who they think we are because we have black mm-hmm. people out there right that just makes it hard for us it's like okay but i promise you if i wear my hair natural i promise you my natural hair looks good i i take mm-hmm. care of my natural hair but mm-hmm. because of this person over here who doesn't take care of the natural hair then mm-hmm. that means that all black people hair is is unkept and is mm-hmm. ugly and it's not professional for you to wear your hair like that Right. And you're absolutely right. They lump us all in because of our skin tone. And then when we throw in the natural hair on top of that, then yeah, that just add another layer. And I I don't think that's fair. It's definitely not right. Because think about this. There are white people who has naturally curly hair. There are white people that have different textures of hair, lengths of hair, colors of hair. So it's same thing when I see a white person with all this color in their hair, when they have purple, green, blue hair, I'm thinking, okay, they must be in the artsy industry or they must be a hairstylist. Right. Okay. Because I can't imagine them working in corporate America looking like that. That to me would be an issue. If I see, if I were to see a, a white person whose hair looks greasy and stringy and they look dirty or they letting their hair dread up and they're white, I'm thinking, okay, they, they, you know, they're not someone I want to associate with. So it's the same, it's the same concept as this viewpoint, if you will, as you would see a black person who looked unkept. So a white person or whatever nationality is going to be the same judgment we put on them. However, I do believe, like you said before, the difference is they lump all blackness together versus you know if it's any other ethnic group they just single out maybe that person or something like that versus saying oh all the hispanics look like this all the white people look like this 
is that all the black people are lazy and they look dirty and blah, blah, blah. But that's not true. We can turn anywhere where we're out in public and see a sharp black person. You know, whether it's a man or a woman, a young child, or a family who's well-kept, they dress nice, they look nice. And dressing nice don't mean work. I don't wear designer stuff, but I do dress nice with what I do have. But I'm just saying, the overall image starts from head to toe. And it don't have to be the best of the best, but it's how you wear it. As long as it's clean, it looks nice, it fits you. Your hair looked like you took a little time to do something to it. You just did get up and walk out the door. Right. I, I think part of I think part of the problem too is that as um, as white America, I think they're afraid that if they say, "Oh, you can wear your your natural hair," I think that's what exactly they're afraid of. They're afraid of they're going to get the employee who's going to come in there, <laughs> and right. their hair is in, in their natural hair, <laughs> but their hair is going to look like it's going to look like they just got off the bed. I and see I that. And I, I think see that's that. Why they have the, and I think that they, that's why they have the policies. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. But, but, but mean, yeah, then, then that means that you talk to that individual, right? Right, but you don't you thing. don't create a policy saying you can't wear braids or you can't wear you know your hair natural. You talk to that individual. Right. But here's the problem with talking to that individual: it becomes a discrimination thing. True, because everybody is so sensitive. Right, but so so you as a manager can't approach someone who look a hot mess. And because they are representing the department, they are representing a company. So when people go to work, they need to think about, it's not just about you anymore. You are representing a company, you're re- representing a department, a group, a team. You know, you become a part of who they are because your success is part of the whole overall success. So, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, and I see it every day uptown, I see such a variety of ethnic hair. Some of them look like, where do you work? And some look like, no, you didn't. And then some look like, oh, I like that. That looks really good. You know, and then some is like, okay, where, you know, did you not own a comb? Or, you know, did you, you know what I'm saying? So, and then you, then you think about, but see, here's the thing too, I believe along those lines, if you are someone in a corporate job or in some type of a job where you report to someone, and everybody else looks professional, if you will, or their image is professional as much as it is for that industry. And then you have some a black person coming in with the natural hair, he stands out. He or she stands out more, especially right. if they are not if they if it's unkept. And so, therefore, you start to silently, I believe, being labeled as, oh, I don't think they're gonna work as hard. Oh, I don't. I think they're lazy. Oh, you know. And you really don't realize you're starting to give that image out until they see your work ethic. But, you know, you don't see work ethic in a person right away. And then if you have an attitude with your natural hair. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just set yourself up to, to not succeed and, and be promoted or to, to excel in whatever it is that you're doing. And I even think that in the food industry. You know, like the fast food industry. I hate walking into a fast food industry and see one of our people not even grunting to to welcome you, number one. Two, their head look a hot mess. And I'm thinking, and you up front doing public service. Right. You see? So, but again, a lot of people don't get it at home or get it in an environment. And a lot of people, they, they just... You know, it's not important. It becomes unimportant. I can wear natural hair, so I just wear my hair. <laughs> yeah, and I think for for black people in in our hair, I think it's one of those things where, and it's unfortunate because of 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 where we live here in America and how we're seen in America, mm-hmm. that we have to try harder to be accepted. And the fact of the matter is, this is a white man's world. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, with the best of our abilities, find a way to navigate that world, but still be true to ourselves at the same time. Right. Because at the end of the day, my thought is, why does it matter? We're all people. Right. But again, being in America is considered more old school, white America. Um, 
And those stigmatism and things still exist and will always exist, in my opinion, just like you will always have poverty in, in, in this country, in this world. So, again, you, you know, but some of it, too, I think comes from you have other black Americans, African-Americans, I won't say African-Americans, but you have other Africans of blacks coming into the country. They look different, but we all lump together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we all lump together, but we are not their culture. Their culture may do things differently with their hair than we do. But yet, because they see the black skin and they see the nappy hair or whatever type of hair, they assume they're all a part of us. When they may not be an American yet, you know, they could have come here and just not a citizen yet. Or they could be a citizen, but they're from another, you know, uh, country or ethnic group or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think get, I think your perspective and really in terms of like corporate America, I think this has been this has been amazing. And um, I really enjoyed talking to you and getting your input about about black women's hair. So I really, truly thank you for being on here today. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoyed it anytime. Well, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to my sister and my aunt for doing this bonus episode with me. And remember, in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you come from. So stay tuned next week for another episode of Bird's Eye View.